everyone. We're back with another challenge. Harold, would you like to explain to maybe some new listeners what these You'll Manage Challenge episodes are about? Yeah, absolutely. So You'll Manage is all about being able to up your game as a manager. And the You'll Manage Challenges are really simple, concise ways to do that um, in just a matter of days. Like I've said before, often when we consume a lot of information about management, it feels very useful, but we don't know quite where to start. And even seemingly simple ideas can be broken down into more achievable steps so that you know exactly what to do when you go back to work tomorrow. And today is a perfect example. You know, we're taking something from the episode where we spoke with Tomasa Vuber about the one question that every manager should ask. And even that one question, we're going to break it down further. Yeah. And what is that one fabulous question we should all be asking? I hope you listened to that episode before this one. But spoiler alert, the question is, what do you expect of me as manager? Yeah. And that's a really, really great question to ask. And um, Tomas mentioned how that was kind of a point where he was able to dig in um, to understanding his direct reports and how he can better support them. When we think about this question, if we were ever asked that question, we might even struggle a bit how we should answer because it's kind of a loaded, open-ended question. Yeah, it's very open-ended and sometimes scary for for a direct report to answer because they feel like it's an opening for them to criticize you. In my experience, especially, and I haven't built that rapport yet with someone. And this is something you probably want to ask of someone quite early on in your manager direct report relationship. So it can be scary there. They might be like, oh, you're doing great. Like, I love it exactly as it is. Yeah. And that's that's the exact same kind of answer I get when I ask that question. It's like, oh, no, it's everything's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, everything's fine. And then you don't really get the answer that you need to know what you need to do as a manager. So the challenge we have for you today is to have an even slightly narrower conversation to get yourselves towards starting to answer that question better. So Jenny, what is a more approachable way to have this conversation or at least to, to kickstart it? Yeah, so I think another way to approach that question is to break it down into two parts. Um, you can ask, tell me about something your manager did in the past that you really appreciated. Um, And this goes down to more specifics so that they can actually share a specific thing, behavior that their past manager did. You can learn something about that. And then the other part is to ask the opposite of that, which is tell me about something your manager did that made you feel frustrated. And in this way, this goes into capturing something more insightful about what they care about, what they need and want um, from a manager. So your challenge this week is to talk to your direct report about their experience with things that their managers have done that they really appreciated and ones that made them feel frustrated. So, and the reason we think that it's really valuable to approach it from this angle as well is that not only is it not an open-ended question, it really gets to some specifics that are going to help really inform you and really give you insight on what you can do for your Dart report or what you shouldn't be doing. Should we role play a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, let's let's demonstrate a little bit how a conversation like this might go. Okay. So let's say, Harold, you're my new manager mm-hmm. um, and I'm your direct report and we're having our one-on-one. So Jenny, do you think you can tell me about a time when one of your previous managers did something that you really appreciated? I think I really appreciated when um, one of my previous managers um, invited these guest speakers to the company uh, to speak to us about 
topics that I I don't think I otherwise would have tried to learn about on my own. Um, and mm-hmm. I found those quite valuable. What in particular do you think you, you appreciated the most about that? I think it was the fact that these were speakers that one, I wouldn't have come across on my own. And it wasn't that anyone would have been able to have access to it. Right. But he would, through his personal network, Mm-hmm. find a way to get in touch with these people and invite them to our office and do like a one day session with us, um, which just seemed very special and and unique in that sense. Like it's not kind of mass education courses that I could just go online and sign up for. Right. So um, he was giving you experiences that you wouldn't otherwise have had. And he was kind of going out of his way or leveraging his his personal capital in order to be able to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm just curious, outside of this, were there any other learning and development opportunities offered by the company? Yes, actually, we have a L&D stipend that everyone gets. So, you know, we have an amount that we can spend on courses and things like that. For me, also takes effort on my end to go figure out what I actually want to spend it on. And therefore, it's great when a manager is thinking about these things that, oh, I wouldn't, wouldn't have thought of outside my day to day to go and learn you know, after he did invite these speakers and we did do these lectures and sessions, like, wow, this was actually really useful mm-hmm. and highly applicable to what what I need to do to succeed in my job. And it's great when it comes from a manager because he also has an expectation of what he wants us to be able to do effectively, right? And that's why he's actually probably in a better position to figure out what we need to be supported too. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jenny. And, and this is probably where if we were really having a one-on-one, I would kind of transition, yeah, I've heard so much useful information. I've maybe transitioned to asking specifically, okay, what are the things I, I can do to help with your LNT? But uh, I won't do that here. But I think it was a great example of how asking for the anecdote kind of led us to having a more expansive conversation. And it wasn't just, oh, okay, my manager invited speakers, right? And that's what I liked about it. And um, it wasn't a generic, I like L&D. It was quite specific. It show, It was, I think, the manager showing that he cared personally um, and, and was willing to invest in um, his direct reports. That was something that came through really strongly. And maybe what Jenny needs to see is, whether it's L&D or in other areas, signs that a manager, you know, is going out of his way to support that reports, right, outside of the day-to-day expectations of a manager. So there are a few things in there that I found really interesting and useful. And I'm sure if we had had a longer conversation, I would, I would even out of that one little um, example, I would get a lot more. Yeah, and, you know, there, there could be people who, you know, when they say L&D, they do just want, oh, a stipend and, and for you to go spend. So, you know, sometimes it's not just to take a generic surface level answer, but actually dig in and really understand what is it that they appreciated, how they felt supported. And this one was more about the manager showing that, oh, he actually would put in a little more effort from uh, using his personal capital mm-hmm. um, to, to support us. Yeah. So I'm going to ask the flip side um, this question and, we, you know, we're going to change roles. So, Harold, I'm your manager now. You can't wait. So, Harold, um, you know, it would be really helpful for me if you could tell me about a time, something that you're, in your past experience with your managers where you felt frustrated. Yeah, there was a job where I felt like my manager is just very, you know, micromanaging. 
in, in what way did they make you feel micromanaged? What specific things did they do? They just wanted to get involved in all of my conversations. So they wanted to be in every meeting. They wanted to be CC'd in every email. Just super hands-on in that way. Yeah. And I assume it's probably because they, you know, just want to know what's going on. What would, what level of checking in would you have preferred? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, ideally, I think I would have wanted them to kind of just check in on how projects were progressing and what the results were, maybe on a weekly basis, depending on the the type of project. And even if they wanted to get more of a play-by-play, I would have preferred that they just asked me, right? And I could, they could trust me to be like, okay, well, I met with this colleague or I met with this client and here's what the conclusion was or what the, how the conversation went rather than them feeling like they needed to go directly to the colleague, go directly to the client or be involved in every conversation in order to know what was going on. Okay, got it. So it was the way they, it was not so much the checking in, but that they would kind of go to, instead of trusting you to provide that information, they would kind of go around and check with other people. Yeah, yeah. There was there was checking with other people directly um, if they hadn't been part of a conversation or they would just want to be in every thread and every meeting at least invited as an optional attendee or something like okay, that. Okay, yeah. so was that the main action, things that they did that made you feel micromanaged? How about, you know, was it that they also had to check every single thing that every single piece of work that you did? Mm-hmm. Um, how did you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I think they were quite involved in my work as well, but I mean, it was a, it was a like external communications type of role. So I expected every piece to to need to be perfect before it went out. And I think that's quite reasonable, to be honest. So I, I almost wanted or appreciated those edits. It was more of the like getting involved in my emails and, and threads and conversations and meetings and kind of going around me sometimes, like you mentioned, rather than editing my work, which, which I thought was kind of normal and, expected. and expected. Yeah, got it. Yeah. So, you know, in that example, if I had just taken what Harold said, which is micromanage, then, <laughs> you know, I would just say, like, okay, I would, I'm just going to be hands off. But then mm-hmm. once you dive deeper, I found that, oh, actually Harold does appreciate if I, someone is checking his work, but maybe mm-hmm. when it comes to day-to-day communication, he doesn't want his managed to be breathing down his neck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And people want to be supported in different ways. They feel like they need more guidance in some other, some ways, and maybe they want more autonomy in other ways. And micromanagement just means you're too involved in the things I don't want you to be involved in, right? And we don't know what those things are. Yeah. And and therefore, I think with these two questions, it's not that we want to copy what the previous managers did, but what kind of behavior were exhibited that we may want to emulate. Yep. And it's a it's an opening into a conversation. Like the conversation I had with Jenny, I think it would have been great to continue following up and say, great, what can I do to help you with L&D? What are the types of things that would be helpful? And the conversation Jenny had with me, I think she could have immediately gone into saying, okay, great. That's great to hear. Um, how should I check in with you on this project? Or is there anything that I'm doing today that you would like me to to do more of or do less of. And that's an opening into a, a much deeper, much more meaningful conversation than just, oh, I don't like being micromanaged yeah. or or I, 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 you know, I like doing L&D. Yeah. If you guys had listened to our first episode where we interviewed Steph, um, it's called 
motivating through career conversations. There we always, we talked about what makes your direct reports tick, right? This is just another way to dive deeper into that, to understand, you know, when do they feel frustrated in, in their previous experience with different managers, but when do they also feel appreciated? So it's just an extension of trying to get to know your direct reports better. Yeah, honestly, so much of good people management is just understanding your direct reports, what they like, what they don't like, what makes them tick, what turns them off, and then taking that information and building the, an environment for them where they can thrive. So that's your challenge for this week. Two questions. Tell me about something that your previous manager did where you feel that you really appreciated and something that your previous manager did that you felt really frustrated. Yep. So in the next seven days after you've listened to this episode, have that conversation with your direct report in a one-on-one. It could be a casual coffee, whatever it is, just start this dialogue with them, get a little bit more information, learn a bit more about them. It's just one step. It's your first step towards um, answering a broader question of what they expect of you as manager. But it's a very digestible step, hopefully, that you can do in the next few days. Let us know how it goes and um, feel free to share um, your experiences with us at feedback at yulmanage.com. So good luck with that challenge. And if you like this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and share it with your family and friends. We'd love to help more people level up their game in being people managers. Until next time. We are here to reassure you. You'll, you'll manage. manage.